Well, happy Advent. Um, we invite you this next four weeks to celebrate with us, with us Marian fathers. You know, I often mention about the joy when I was in seminary at Holy Apostles of learning so much. And you've heard me say many times on Saturdays about I remember thinking, I, I just want to share this with the world, and we've begun doing that on our Saturday talks. Well, one of the seminary classes that I enjoyed most of all was by Father Dennis of St. John Cantius. Um, if you want to know a great religious community, faithful, orthodox, it's these gentlemen out of Chicago. Um, Father uh, Nathan Caswell, Joshua Caswell, um, Father Dennis, there's so many they are at a tremendous group and beautiful liturgy uh, devoted to the extraordinary form of the mass. They're singing. I could have never made it into the community because of the singing, but it's a beautiful community. And he taught a class about the liturgical seasons. Now, Father Matt, our rector, also did a talk a couple Saturdays ago on the liturgical seasons. So I apologize if I duplicate anything here. Um, I didn't have a chance. I'm planning on watching that, but I haven't had a chance to yet. But I want to share with you some of my notes from seminary that do tell us about what Advent is, because I think it is not fully understood. Now, let's go to the basics. Um, this is what I learned, and I didn't even know when I was sitting in seminary. But let's, let's go through some of the basics here. The word Advent is Latin for what? To come to. To come to. And it begins, and this I didn't know, and I bet you don't know. Do you know how they determine when, when uh, Lent now, Advent, when Advent begins? It begins with the Sunday nearest to the feast of St. Andrew on November the 30th. <laughs> how many Catholics know that? You could win a Jeopardy with that. It begins with the Sunday nearest to the Feast of St. Andrew on November the 30th. It goes for four Sundays. That's why we have the four candles. And begins a brand new year in the church calendar. So this is Happy New Year. <laughs> so this is the Happy New Year. This is our church new year. We are now in year A, uh, cycle A, year one. That is our new A1. If you see in your books, you're like, what is B1? What is B2? We're in A1. Well, anyway, this prepares for the coming of Christ. Now, how many, this is interesting because I've always said Christ doesn't come twice. Um, he comes, excuse me, he doesn't, there's not more than one second coming is what I meant to say. But actually, we do say there's three comings of Christ. Of course, the first is his birth in the flesh, in the incarnation. The second or the future will be the end of times, the second coming. But there's actually a third coming daily into your hearts. That's really what we call, many church fathers call the third coming of Christ. Even though he only comes the second coming only one time, he comes daily into our hearts. So here you have the past, the incarnation, and the future, the second coming of Christ, linked by the present of him coming daily in your heart, at least weekly if you make mass, but hopefully daily at least in prayer. Now, we need to prepare like Mary at Cana. Why? Because she became empty, and this is important, and reducing the amount that we are filled with ourselves. That's the meaning of Cana. 
We have to be like those jars, be emptied of ourselves because we're full of junk and then letting the wine of the Holy Spirit fill us. So Advent is a time of prayer and fasting. Surprisingly to many people, Advent is a time of penance and reforming. We think it's just about gifts and presents. Actually, uh uh-uh. And I learned this from Father Dennis. So now, and this is important, that is why we priests wear purple, right? In both seasons of Advent and Lent, because it's predominantly preparation. Now, Lent is more penance. Advent is penance in a sense, but most of all, preparation. And do you know what also originated as a 40-day fast? People don't know this either. Advent originated as a 40-day fast in preparation for Christmas, just like Lent was a 40-day fast in preparation for Easter. Very similar. And so in a way, I guess you could say it is a way for the spirit to control the flesh. Did you just hear what brother Al, or what Alex just read our postulate? I was like, why is that reading in the second reading? Make no provisions of the flesh. Do not be controlled by lust. It says it right here because we don't want to be controlled. The spirit is to control the flesh, not the other way around. That's the whole point of the season. That's why it makes sense when Alex read that. Now, fasting also produces in us a sense of longing. You have a longing when you're without something. Um, Absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? You know, we clamor. Uh, for the things that we, we, we haven't had in a while. If we've missed somebody, we haven't seen someone we care about. So rather this season than respond with indulgence and over gluttony and consumerism and materialism, let's think about the true meaning of Advent and respond, you know, with a, a prayer, Lord, fill our emptiness. All right, fill the emptiness within me this Christmas as I know only you can fully satisfy my emptiness. Why do I feel so empty? Why do I feel so empty? Well, usually it's because we don't have God in there. We have all our own junk. Empty ourselves like the jars of Cana, ask for God to fill us with the Holy Spirit. So we empty ourselves and Christ fills us, fills us with the wine, the Holy Spirit. So this is interesting. It connects to Lent because during Lent, we usually fast from good things, right? Um, in Advent, it's also good to make some sort of sacrifice for God too. We never think of this. We never think of this. It doesn't have to be material, although that is good. It could be things like giving up such things as gossiping or complaining or negative attitudes, which is hard. We all run into our, our, our frustrations on a daily basis. A lot of ways, a lot of times, we just want to make things better. But how we do it, I think, is a good example. You know, remember, we give, and you've heard me say this, time, treasure, and talent. This Advent season in preparation for Christmas, give of your time, treasure, or talent. How beautiful a gift to the baby Jesus. All right, so in a sense, being kind of penitential, this is why marriage is normally do not occur during Lent and Advent. I didn't know that either. But there are exceptions. But for the most part, marriages do not happen during Advent or Lent. 
to penitential season, I guess some people could say, well, that is the penance, right? <laughs> but, but no, no, we don't look at it that way. Um, that doesn't make penance bad. Penance of Lent prepares for the joy of Easter, right? And the penance of Advent prepares for the joy of Christmas. That's why we both have purple. It's interesting. So, and remember, what's the difference between joy and happiness? What is, okay, happiness depends on circumstances. Like it was so awesome. I mean, we have such a beautiful Marian family and somebody wrote, I said at the end of my talk yesterday, go blue for Michigan. I'm a Michigan graduate. So hoping Michigan won the Ohio State game yesterday, which they did. And somebody wrote from Poland, I'm from Poland. What in the heck does go blue mean? <laughs> so Karen and Tanya, God bless them, Karen's with us here today. I think it was Tanya answered, Father Chris graduated from Michigan and he's happy that Michigan won. That's happiness. Okay, happiness is the circumstances. Yes, I was happy, but that's not true joy. Okay, true joy depends on more than the circumstances. It's a choice. True joy is what only God can bring us. As much as I was happy, that's just a microscopic tiny part of life. Little joy, little, re excuse me, a little happiness, a little, little relaxation. But true joy comes only from God. This is important. So there is one Sunday in Lent. I'm sorry, I keep saying Lent. Advent. So wherever I say Lent, just fill in the word Advent. There is one Sunday in Advent where it is joy. This is the candle. And it's not pink. It is rose, right? We have these in both Advent and Lent. What do we mean? We have Gaudate Sunday, which means rejoice. This is the third Sunday of Advent. Similarly, in Lent, we have Letare Sunday, which is the fourth Sunday in Lent. We both, on those two Sundays, we wear the rose vestments. And Father Dennis in seminary explained the deep meaning. And I will as we get to those Sundays. But that is one Sunday in this kind of penitential purple four-week season that we stop the third Sunday, the week before the end of Advent, and we say, joy to the world because we're getting preparation through reparation. We're preparing for the coming of Christ and now it's becoming joyful. That's why leading up to a big feast, we fast. And then when the feast comes, we don't fast. That's why Jesus says, they said, why aren't your, your apostles fasting? He says, they don't fast when they're with the bridegroom. This is a joyful time. There will be time to fast. So here's a time that we prepare through joy. So most people think, as commonly thought, that December is a part of Christmas and a time of buying gifts for Christmas Day. No, December is mostly Advent. Advent goes all the way up to what day? December 24th. December 24th. Advent ends on December 24th, and it's its entirely separate season than Christmas. People put them together that now Christmas has begun because the commercials on TV since the day after Thanksgiving are all about materialism. No, you're missing the meaning. 
It's actually the opposite. This should be the time that we turn away from materialism. How ironic how the devil works. The devil takes even a beautiful thing like Christmas and says, how can I twist this? I'm going to twist this so much that the self is a focus. That's why all the gifts are iPhones and iPads. It's all about I. All right. It's all about I. And so the devil twists the meaning of this season. And I think it's important that we understand it. So we are preparing for the coming of Jesus, not just gifts. All right. Not just preparing Christmas decorations. You know, the Christmas season actually starts, not ends on Christmas Day. The devil's flipped that too. When Christmas Day hits, the devil and all of society tell us, okay, day after Christmas, Christmas is over. Actually, it's just beginning. The Christmas season starts on Christmas Day. So technically, Father Dennis used to tell us, you want to put up your decorations. Surprisingly, people put them up the day after Thanksgiving and take them down the day after Christmas. He says, that's the opposite. We actually put, I mean, there's no rule against this. Please don't, don't contact the bishop and say that I said, you're not allowed to put your Christmas lights up. God bless you. God bless you. Put up your Christmas lights. But the tradition, if you follow the season, is Christmas begins on Christmas Day and then begins the Christmas season. So the octave, the eight days of Christmas, ends with what? The feast of the mother of God on January 1st. And if you want to go Christmas tide, we know about the 12 days of Christmas and really the season all the way to the baptism of our Lord. Beautiful. So this is when we should actually have Christmas decorations up. So anyway, to finish, one decoration that we should always have though, before Christmas day, Father, you said not to have decorations. Uh Uh-uh, there's one. What one decoration should we have before Christmas. Right here. The Advent wreath. Some people have it in their homes. You have it here in the church. It is in the shape of a circle. This is what I also learned in, in seminary. I want to share with you the meaning of the Advent wreath. And this is where I'm going to finish today. It's very powerful. It's in the shape of a circle. Why? Because the circle has no beginning, no end. It symbolizes eternity. God has no beginning and no end. So it's shaped in a circle. It also is a symbol of a crown, right? A crown for victory. Now, ours doesn't have it, but normally there's prickly holly. You know, the the holly leaf, it's got the little thorns on it. And And the Advent wreath oftentimes has prickly holly. Why? Why would you have prickly holly in there? That symbolizes the thorns. The thorns that were in the crown that was placed on Jesus's head. Amazing. Now we use evergreen. Why do we use evergreen? We use evergreen because it always stays green. It never dies. It's a symbol of eternal life, immortal life. I bet you guys didn't know. I didn't know this before I went to seminary. It's amazing. And so we have the flame of the candles, which we'll light here in a minute. Why? The flame of the candles, because Christ is the light of the world. I am the light of the world. So the purple represents repentance and waiting, as we have, you know, talked about. And then we have the rose, as we said, on the third Sunday, representing joy, because Christ's coming is close. It's only one week away by the third week. 
All right. So Jesus tells us clearly in the reading, the father Bob just read how to avoid making the mistakes in Noah. What did he say? He says, stay awake, right? To remain always vigilant and alert for his return so that we may never fall asleep spiritually and be caught off guard. That is just what father Bob read. Hopefully you were listening. Therefore, a good confession during Advent, really powerful. You know, we technically, the church says you technically only have to go to confession once a year, but I tell you, I would go more, try to go monthly. Some even go weekly, but at least during Advent and Lent, um, this is powerful. Uh, and the church teaches, you know, that the season isn't powerful. Let us not forget the reason it's not about material goods, as I said, but Christ, our savior came once to redeem us. Now he will come again at the end of time to reconcile us all back to the father. That's the meaning of the mass concluding doxology. We came from the father. We'll return to the father. And in between is the third coming of Christ daily into our hearts. So be prepared to receive him daily into your heart through the Eucharist. That is why it is good that Advent, I think, comes right after Thanksgiving. Because what does Eucharist mean? Thanksgiving. So what a beautiful gift we have in our faith. What a beautiful gift we have in the Advent season. And so open your hearts and be prepared for that coming of Christ that we are ready to receive in the Eucharist. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.